welcome to the weekly podcast of Trinity Life Church. We are a local church that gathers in downtown Toronto on Sundays and all throughout our city during the week. Now our mission is to help people discover their identity and destiny in Christ so we can influence our city, our country, and our world. If you're looking for a place to call home, we'd love to have you. Our services are Sunday from 10.30 to noon at Jarvis Collegiate. Enjoy this week's podcast. Good morning, church. Uh, man, that song that we just sang, uh, man, if that doesn't get your heart in a place of worship uh, and joy, um, yeah, stay tuned. You're, we're going to talk more about that. And I just want to actually read that chorus out. It says, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Joy is the place where we're nude. Your light has been awakened. It can never be taken. Victory forever in you. Man, and this morning we were just worshiping. Me and Missy were jamming out in that corner. She literally was picking me up and she was squatting me at one point. We're <laughs> just having a, a blast. Um, that didn't actually happen. But she has unusually, she's pretty strong. She, I think she could actually do that. Um, but if you're new here today, my name is Daniel. Uh, man, I'm really excited and, and happy to be here with you guys. Um, and I'm one of the leaders here at Trinity Life. Just to get you up to date really quickly, uh, we are in a sermon series called Discover Light, right? We just sang about it, and this is going to be the sermon that's going to take us through, uh, this is going to be the thread that takes us through the sermon. And the title for today is Light Reveals Truth. Light reveals truth. And light, if you think about, it's a universal symbol, right? Uh, It represents something positive. And so to kind of get us kick-started today, to get our brain juices warm. The question that I want to ask you guys today that you'll fill the thread up with, the message, uh, the message box up with, is when you think of light, what word comes to mind and why? All right, so when you think of light, what word comes to mind and why? Just to give you some time to kind of think through that, uh, let, me, let me share what, what comes to mind for me. Uh, the word that comes to mind is healing, right? When I'm out on, the, on a patio on a, on a summer or spring day, and I'm just hanging out, talking with friends or family or people that I really care about, and, and the sun is beaming on my face, I feel like I'm getting healed, right? Like there's, there's vitamin D there, you feel good. Another place, uh, another thing that I like to do uh, that brings healing that's out in the sun is working out. And so going for a run, plugging in uh, some music, and just running for a few kilometers, and that brings so much healing to, to my soul. And just being out in nature, there's something beautiful about that. Another thing that I really like doing is going to the beach. There's been a lot of times where my wife, Yejin, we've been out to a beach. And it's a beautiful sunny day. And I would just lie there uh, right on the shoreline. And I would hear, I would just close my eyes, let the sun kind of hit my face. Uh, let that light just kind of beam on me and the warmth of that. And just listen to the waves come back and forth. And for me, that brings healing, right? Like that light and that sun brings so much healing to my heart and to my soul. And it's just super refreshing. So those are some things that kind of stood out to me. And the word that came to me was, was healing. And so, uh, Missy, is there, did anything come up there on the thread? Yeah, we, we've got a lot of people. Um, we got a lot of people agreeing with you on this idea of the sun, right? So yeah. we have sun and warmth. That's coming from Sath. Mike said warmth. Um, I nice. think we've got, um, uh, who else we have? We have oh, safety. Ali said safety. I liked that. Um, Sean was also on there with sun. I knew there was somebody else. I was Shout say. out to our uh, youth um, group. 
Yeah, that's right. Sean? That's right. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else was, what do we have? Ooh, visibility. Um, mm. Joycelyn said visibility. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I think that as well. Um, Whoever shared that, uh, parse that out. What, what do you mean by visibility? Kind of go a bit deeper. I'd, I'd love to hear uh, who, Ooh, who shared yeah, that. Yeah, that was Joycelyn. That was nice, Joycelyn. Joycelyn. Yeah, share a bit deeper. What do you mean by visibility? I love that. <laughs> Got called out. So yeah, he wants to know more. <laughs> we want to know more. Joycelyn, I want to see a paragraph um, there, 500 <laughs> words, all right? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, let's see. Um, Oh, Adam said sight. That's mm, a good one. Yes. That's really good. Um, <laughs> he was talking about a home alone party. Like he was scared to go in the, in the basement. Um, oh, yeah. I remember that. That would be, yeah, yeah. yeah that's legit. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, we have some more people saying light, light. A lot of, a lot of like clarity. Ooh, yes, Laura said yeah. clarity. I like that, Laura. That's really good. Yeah, I love that, Misty. And so there's... There's so much in there, right? It represents something, something positive. I was kind of joking with Missy before. I was like, man, I hope nobody talks about something painful like <laughs> a fire or something that, that burnt them one time. But yeah, you guys are, 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 are nailing it right on uh, the nail, the top of the head. And, and so it's warmth, it's, it's light, it's something positive, right? Like light is a universal symbol that represents something normally good, right? And so and that's why we're in this sermon series right now called Discover Light. And today's sermon is Light Reveals Truth. And so I want to I want to I want to share kind of an embarrassing uh, illustration for me. Uh, growing up, I was pretty, yeah, deathly afraid of the dark. I, I grew up in Saskatchewan, right? Shout out to Archie, Promised Land, right? And others. I don't know if there's any other Saskatchewanians out there. I don't know what you'd call that, but if you're out there, we're, we're glad to have you. And uh, I grew up with three older brothers. We had to share one room. Uh, we had a few bunk beds, and uh, and for. For days on end, my brothers would come to my bunk bed at the very, uh, at the very top, because I'd sleep at the top, which I think, I think that's probably why I have a phobia of, of heights too. Like being afraid of the dark, being afraid of heights, probably came from those things. But uh, they would tell me scary stories, like night after night after night. And being like a two or three year old, I wouldn't be able to uh, comprehend if those stories are, are fake or, or real. I actually thought they were all real. So for them, it was a joke. But for me, I actually thought those stories were real. And so I was terrified of the dark. Uh, so many, I, I couldn't sleep in my own room until I was about grade six. And I still struggled. I still struggled. I had high anxiety. Uh, there'd be times uh, where I wanted to get a glass of water or I had to go to the washroom. But because I was in darkness, I was scared to get out. I was scared to get up and just turn on the light that was right there. And for, for a lot of you guys that are, that are scared of darkness, and uh, you can relate, right? You, you put a blanket over your face, and I would actually count to three, like one, two, three, and just get up and turn that light on and just and recognize that, hey, there's nothing actually there. Right? Like the, the, the light revealed uh, the truth that nothing scary was there. There was no boogeyman uh, under my bed. There was no clown uh, in my closet. Sorry for bringing up some childhood, some fears that are there. Maybe even now, right? Like people are still scared of those things, the darkness. Um, but that light revealed the truth that I was safe. That light brought me comfort. And for a lot of you, you're experiencing some type of darkness right now. Whether you are a follower of Jesus, whether you're a Christian or whether you're not, you're experiencing something right now. And maybe COVID has uh, brought those things out more. Maybe COVID has exasperated those things a bit more. And some of you might not even know you're in darkness. Like you've been in darkness for so long that when people point that out, you don't even recognize it. And so the darkness has actually become your normal. Some of you guys are experiencing emotional darkness. Maybe you lost your job. You lost a relationship. 
Some of you are experiencing mental darkness. Some days you wake up and you feel overwhelmed, you feel exhausted, you feel tired. Some days are, are much harder than others. It's just really difficult for you to cope with just everyday stresses and worries. Some of you guys are experiencing spiritual darkness. Maybe you drink too much, you eat too much, you watch Netflix too much, and you go to these things to try to find escape or healing or peace or comfort. And it might give you that in that, in that few minutes, but you still feel the same anxiety, the, still, the, the, the same mental stresses, the same worries, even after that. You don't binge and watch Netflix and say, hey, I feel great, I have joy, I feel the light and the warmth of, of what I just watched. No, you feel tired and exhausted, probably even more, right? And so what is our hope this morning? Whether you're a follower of Jesus or you're not, you're trying to figure this whole faith thing out, what is our hope? And we sung about it this morning, that Jesus is our light. That if you place your hope and trust in him, you can experience true peace and true hope. Even when everything around you is falling apart, even when you're not feeling good emotionally or mentally, even when physically you're not feeling the best, you can actually still rejoice in those moments. In other words, when you let Jesus be your light, you can experience the abundant life, which is our bottom line for today. When you let Jesus be your light, you can experience the abundant life. And this is going to be the thread that goes through our whole sermon. And I'm going to parse that out. I've been talking a lot about peace, a lot about rest, a lot about Jesus and him being light. And my hope today is to, is to take that kind of 2D, uh, 2D uh, perspective that we have. We talked about warmth, we talked about light, we talked about visibility, and I want to make it 3D for you today. And so guys, before we jump into the Word of God, I just want to remind you, sometimes we can just jump in and, and, and rush through things, but I really want you guys to recognize that this isn't just a book, this is a holy book, this is God literally speaking to us, this has power, this has authority, I'm just here speaking what God has been, pla uh, has been placing stuff on my heart this past week, just through prayer and meditation, and I want to give that to you guys today. And so just recognize, even imagine Jesus being there right now, speaking to you, and so I want that to be our perspective uh, and our hope this morning just in, in going through the scriptures and so let me jump in if you have your bibles uh, get them bring them out and you and follow along with us and so we're going to go to isaiah 9 6 where it says for us a child is born to us a son is given for us a child is born and to us a son is given and when i was Going through this sermon, I've been listening to this song by Phil, Wick, uh, by Phil Wickman. It's this Christmas album that he came out. Man, it's, it's seriously so good. I was listening to it this morning, and there's a song on there called uh, The Face of God, right? And Mary, uh, it's, a, it's a song about Mary where she's holding Jesus, and he's a newborn, and she's just adoring him and praising him and worshiping him as a king, as the light, as the savior of the world, as it says in the lyrics, so Phil, if you're out there, uh, I know we're not sponsored, so feel free to send us something financially for, 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 for sharing this. And it's just really good. If you haven't listened to it, uh, I would highly recommend you listening to it. 
And so let me give you guys some quick context about uh, the, the, the prophet Isaiah and exactly where we are, right? Because he says, for us, a child is born to us, a son is given. Like, what, is that, what does that mean? Yeah, maybe, yeah, that, that does mean Jesus, but what does it actually mean in that context? And so Isaiah the prophet, he's here talking to the Hebrew people, right? And uh, they were under constant oppression, constant threat, uh, their livelihood, their, their culture, uh, the things that they were living for were in jeopardy of being completely destroyed, right? And so you have Isaiah, right? He's an agent of light and he's prophesying, he's encouraging, he's, he's speaking truth over the Hebrew people. And he's saying, for us, a child is born, to us, a son is given. Isaiah was prophesying something amazing that was going to happen hundreds and hundreds of years later. And he's saying, although you're being oppressed by a kingdom of darkness, a new king and a new kingdom awaits you. And his name will be, as we see later, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And I'm going to parse a lot of that out uh, just a bit later. And so how did Jesus come? And the reason why this, uh, this verse is so poignant for us right now is because Christmas is approaching, right? And we, one of the most popular uh, stories, if not the most popular story on Christmas uh, is not Nacho Libre. It's the nativity story. It's Jesus coming and being born in a manger, in a feed trough, right? Around stinky animals, and other stuff that might be on the ground, right? Like he didn't come as a king, uh, triumphant, uh, in the clouds, opening up, and him coming on a white horse, right? He came humble and in meekness. He came in the flesh, and that's why we get uh, Emmanuel, God with us. That's what that means in the New Testament. Like God uh, was in heaven, and he was eternal and all-powerful, all-knowing. And then he comes in the form of a baby, Man, what a story. What an adventure. And then he comes and he defeats sin and Satan and hell on the cross for us. He experiences darkness on the cross so that we can experience light. So that we can experience the abundant life. And then Isaiah goes to say in verse 9, 6b, and the government shall be on his shoulders. Like, what, is, what does that mean? There's a, there's a weightiness there. And what that means is Jesus is going to accept the burden and the weight and the responsibility of kingly leadership, right? Think about, if you think of basketball, think of somebody telling LeBron, his coach saying, hey, the playoffs, that's going to be on your shoulders. That's going to be your responsibility. That's going to be your leadership, Right? Or if you're a part of an assignment and you're doing that at school with a group and, and you're kind of spearheading that, that's like that responsibility, you to lead things and, and make this successful and to change things around, that's going to be on you, that responsibility. And then although the Hebrew people there of this time, they were being ruled by another king in another kingdom, and they're experiencing wrath and judgment by the Assyrians, Jesus is actually going to usher in this new kingdom of light. We see in verse 7, he will sit on the throne of David and as a king to rule and reign, that his kingdom will be a kingdom of peace, justice, and righteousness from this time to all eternity. It's not just going to be a a temporary peace or a temporary escape or a temporary joy. This is something that's going to last forever. 
And for a lot of you, there's another king sitting on the throne of your heart besides Jesus. And you aren't experiencing peace and you aren't experiencing joy. You're experiencing darkness mentally, emotionally, physically. And so my question for you today is, what kings do other people put on the throne of their hearts to find fulfillment? What kings do people put on the throne of their hearts to find fulfillment other than Jesus? And so let's, let's populate that. Share your, share your thoughts and what people often put on their thrones of their hearts to find fulfillment, to find ultimate purpose besides Jesus. And so I'm going to share a story while that kind of populates there. And so for me, uh, I grew up in a household that uh, we didn't make a lot of money. My parents immigrated here. Uh, from, uh, from the, like, we lived all over the place. We lived in California, we lived in uh, Saskatchewan, we lived in Los Angeles, we lived in, I don't know if I said California, uh, Hamilton, Kitchener. Um, uh, yeah, we just lived all, excuse me, all over the place. And uh, when we finally came to Toronto about, uh, I don't know, 20, 20 years ago or so, it was really hard for my parents. They struggled immensely because they didn't speak the language. They didn't understand the culture. And, and the jobs that they're working were just dead-end jobs. They're working two or three jobs uh, all at one time just to make ends meet. And for, for many years, I, I, I witnessed them arguing and fighting over money. Right? Money was a huge thing. And because I saw them arguing and fighting over money, what that put in my mind at, at a young age, the seed that was planted there, uh, I said, I never want to be like that. I want to be rich. I want to have lots of money because if I have lots of money, that's going to associate with that's going to associate with security and hope and a happy a happy marriage, right? Like I didn't want to argue and I didn't want to fight. And so for me, the thing that was sitting on my throne uh, that I thought would bring me fulfillment, it was money. It was the king of money. And for me, no matter how much money I actually had, no matter how much stuff that I bought, uh, I, I never felt fulfilled. It, never, it was never enough. The, that $10,000 that I had, it was never enough. That $15,000 was never enough. That $20,000 that I put in my bank account, it was never enough. Well, I mean, it was illegal money, so I actually put it in my closet. Uh, but it, it was never enough. That, that's the whole point. It, it just never fulfilled me, and it was never satisfying. It was like this endless cycle. I told myself, I want to save up and have $10,000. And when I hit that point, I, I had to go to the next. And well, that, okay, I, that felt good for a moment. I have 10 grand there. Okay, I need to get 20 grand. I need to get 30 grand, 40 grand, 50 grand, 100 grand. And it was just never, uh, it was never enough. And so I just want to share that with you guys to get us started. Uh, Missy, what, what, uh, I hope that gave you, gave you guys enough time. What, what do we have on there? Yeah, no, we've got a lot here, actually. Um, there's definitely some themes that are popping up, right? So, so Seth kicked it off with like money, right? Security, um, and a few other people sort of affirmed that as well. Cool, um, yeah. There's some people like Cindy was saying career. Um, Dave and Troon picked up on this and like success, you know, like climbing climbing the ladder, right? That's, yeah, that's yeah. kind of what Dave said. Um, we had some 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 other uh, takes here with the Milan and, and Chelsea were saying your spouse or your significant other. Yeah, um, yeah. Act kids. Chelsea Chelsea came along that and said kids. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, we have let's see. Uh, comfort. Mm-hmm. There was another one. Oh, Isaiah said reputation, yes. uh, security, control. Yes. Yeah. Um, ooh, these are like these are these are big that, topics. Um, 
oh, Dave is even even something like shopping or like getting new things, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think somebody else mentioned maybe it was Tarun, like this instant gratification that, that we're all after. Um, yes. The culture is is so attuned to. Um, let's see what do we have. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's yeah. I, I love here, that. Yeah. That's that's really good. Um, yeah, there are so many things that that are sitting on on the throne of people's hearts and, and you guys just confessing that and being vulnerable because you actually just did that. Uh, hopefully that there's, there's healing there, right? Like we're, we're a community and we're sharing these things mm. and we're putting them out there. And so when you dig actually a bit deeper, we talk about approval, we, we talk about success and, and children and career and things like that. And, and if we dig a bit deeper uh, and we ask ourselves, why, why do we want those things ruling on our hearts? It's because a lot of the reasons you're looking for approval, right? You're looking for somebody to accept you fully, to, to unconditionally say, hey, I love you despite all the other stuff that, that you have going on. We're actually looking for salvation. We're looking for a savior. You're looking for something to fulfill your heart. And these things that we just pointed out, they aren't just passions, right? They aren't just things that really drive you. There are things that if you didn't have, man, you wouldn't feel like waking up the next day. You'd be uh, debilitated. You'd feel numb. And for a lot of you guys, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you take a few, if we go a bit deeper, if you take a few people, right? Uh, I remember uh, growing up, there were a lot of people that, uh, that I knew. And when they broke up with a relationship, they, they, they didn't... They felt sad, but they got over it in literally a few days. Then I had another group uh, of friends who, when they, when, they got, when they broke up in a relationship, man, it destroyed them. It debilitated them. Uh, I knew some people that when they lost a job or got fired, uh, yeah, it made them kind of sad, but they moved on. But for other people, when they lose a job, man, they, again, are debilitated, and they don't even feel like living. Like, they feel like they've lost all purpose. And we talked about success and career and achievement and approval and, and all those things. And so for a lot of you guys, you guys have experienced something like that, where you, that thing that you're placing your hope in, when it slipped a little bit and it was unstable, you felt a lot of that anxiety and that hardship. And some of you guys are experiencing that right now. And the reason why you're letting this other king sit on the throne of your heart is because that king is promising something to you right now. That if you build your life around it, you'll be happy, you'll be secure. And that'll last forever, right? But the sad truth is that king, it'll condemn you. And it probably is condemning you. It'll say you need more money. You need another promotion. That promotion you just got, yeah, I'll, I'll bless you. I'll make you feel good for, for a moment. But I want you to chase another promotion. I want you to work your, your nails, uh, your, your fingers to the bone. I want you to neglect your health. I want you to work over hours. I want you to neglect uh, a healthy uh, work-life balance, which I don't even like that term. I, I prefer a, a, uh, a life-work balance. I, I prefer that, that switch there. I think that's more healthy. And the paradox is here is the thing that you're trying to fulfill your heart with, the, the thing that you think you're getting closer to, right? Fulfilling your heart, having eternal joy, eternal approval, something to save you and say, hey, you're worth it. 
you're gonna actually get farther away. That's the paradox there. The closer you try to go to that thing, the, the more you run towards it, right? There's a Xenos, uh, Xenos paradox, right? Where Achilles is running after this tortoise and, the, and the, the faster and closer he tries to get to that thing, he actually gets farther away. Right? And so that's us, we're, we're in this darkness where we're chasing something, a promotion or career or pr approval or whatever it is, and we're actually getting farther away from the thing that we actually need. And that's Jesus Christ. All these other kings will ask you to sacrifice and die for it. But Jesus Christ is the only king that came and sacrificed and died for you. He says, let me sit on the, uh, on the throne of your heart and you'll be truly satisfied. He's saying, you've tried all these other kings and they've let you down and they've left you empty. But I'm the true king who can give you everlasting joy and peace. That void in your heart, that thing that you're looking for, only Jesus can fulfill. And if you make Jesus your light, you can experience the abundant life. And Isaiah moves on to verse 9, 6c, uh, and he says, And his name shall be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And so we've talked about uh, a new kingdom and a king that's going to come and rule and reign, and that he's actually going to rescue his people. And Isaiah says, He is the Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and he is Jesus Christ. Isaiah was prophesying something that was going to come several hundred years later. But we actually get to experience that right now and today. This is the good news of the gospel being offered to us who confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Even if you don't get all of it, even if it doesn't make sense. When I first became a follower of Jesus eight years ago, it didn't make sense to me. I didn't have community. I didn't have friends, real friends or Christian brothers or sisters. I didn't know if anybody was praying uh, praying over me. I was just a drug dealer, selling drugs, partying, clubbing, drinking, uh, saving up money to, to buy a condo, all the things that the world said would satisfy me. And it was never, it was just never enough. And it's only when I received Jesus as my Savior, even if, I didn't, even if I didn't understand all of it, just taking that step of faith, that changed everything for me from, from that time to all eternity. Like how hopeful is that truth? That a king doesn't just come and punishes you and tells you next promotion or next girlfriend or you're, you're not pretty enough or you're not tall enough or you need to eat more or you need to watch more Netflix, but we have a kind and gentle and loving king. We have the wonderful counselor. That means Jesus' words can actually bring healing and restoration. Are you tired and burdened of the stresses of life? Jesus says in Matthew 11, come to me and I will give you true rest. I know you're tired. I know you're exhausted. I know you're burnt out. I know you're lacking joy and peace in there. And Jesus says, I can give you rest. Mighty God, Jesus is the God of all creation who created the stars and the universe. He is mighty and all-powerful and all-knowing. And he came as a child, as a son, to die for you. And that should put your heart in a state of awe. That should say, I can trust this mighty God. Then we have the everlasting Father. 
He reflects the perfect Father in heaven, His characteristics, His love, His protection, His guidance. Other earthly earthly fathers, they might have disappointed you, and that can be hurtful. But this Father, Jesus, He is perfect, He is kind, He is loving, He is patient, and He'll always pursue you, never let you down. Scriptures even say nothing can separate you from His love. He is the Prince of Peace. Jesus makes peace between us and God. Jesus comes and He dies on the cross. All the things that we've done wrong in our lives, we don't have to strive necessarily. We don't have to try to earn our salvation. That's not the gospel message, that we need to work harder, that we need to be a better person. I was just talking to somebody about the other day about the gospel, and they just said, well, I'm just trying to be a good person. And the scriptures say that, You're actually not, and you can't save yourself, but Jesus comes and he saves you in your place. He's the mediator between us and God. He dies in your place because he loves you. What an amazing truth that is being revealed to us today. If you recognize that your identity is in being a child of God, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, we can truly discover what we were created for. We can discover our identity. You weren't created to live for money or to live for beauty or to live for success. As we talked about these things, they'll always disappoint you and leave you empty. Your purpose and and identity as a child of God is to live the abundant life and to spread that abundant life into into other people's lives. The more you love God, the more you pursue God, the more you trust God, the more you hear and obey God, you won't be condemned like those other false kings. You'll actually start to feel more fulfilled and satisfied, and this is what your heart is longing for. Not only will you experience the abundant life, as I talked about, right? If you let Jesus be your light, you can experience the abundant life. Because it's so good, you'll want other people to experience it as well. It's like everybody else, and I know Mike loves uh, talking about the matrix. It's like everybody else is living in the matrix, and we're trying to set them free from that, right? Like they're living in this false sense of reality, what they think is right, what they think they should be pursuing, and we're here offering them, not just a, a red pill or a blue pill, but we're here offering them the gospel of Jesus Christ. And for you guys, uh, experiencing the abundant life and letting other people uh, experience that, what happens when you watch a good movie or you read a good book? or you, uh, you read a really good blog, you have something really tasty, you wanna be able to share that with somebody, right? Like your joy in that moment isn't complete unless somebody else, you bring somebody else into that, you share that with them, then your joy is complete. Your abundant life and the joy can't be complete without community fully. We were created for community and to live this abundant life together. And so how do you live this out really quickly? What is your purpose as a child of God? Matthew 5, 14, 16 says, you are the light of the world. Let your light shine before others so that they may, they may see your good deeds. And glorify who? Not you, but our mighty and wonderful God and Father who is in heaven. You are an agent of life, that abundant life that God wants you to have, wants you to share this with other people around you. So you may be asking really practically, well, how do I live this out today? 
Uh, and there's, there's, there's a few ways really quickly. Number one is an, uh, be a part of an R3 group. What is an R3 group? This is uh, a more small, intimate uh, a group that we meet through the weeks, maybe about five or 10 people uh, over Zoom, sometimes in person if, if the health uh, regulations allow. And this is where we encourage each other. We build each other up. We speak truth into people's lives. We live the abundant life in community. Uh, somebody uh, joined us for the very first time and they said with their own words that, man, you guys feel like family. Like I can actually feel the genuine love from you guys. And this is somebody who joined us for the very first time, who didn't know most of the people that, that was there. The second thing is you can dispel darkness with light and share the abundant life through our global gift. We, we talked about this earlier. Uh, last year, we raised, a, we raised over $30,000 and giving your finances to the global gift is a guaranteed ways that you can be light in our world. For the food bank, we actually raised, uh, we, we distributed over 3,000 bags of food and over 1,000 families were fed. And we had 100 volunteers. That's, that's amazing. And the third thing is, before I close, love your neighbor, right? The golden rule for everybody, whether you're a follower of Jesus, whether you're not, Love your neighbor. Go out to those people around you. It's Christmas time. There are so many people that are struggling. Uh, people have actually lost uh, family members. Uh, uh, people are struggling emotionally, mentally. People are isolated because of COVID. Uh, people might not even have jobs. And so be intentional. Message them. Text them. Send your neighbors, uh, people that live around you. Give them a card. Something so small like that can mean so much to somebody else. So these are practical ways that we can be light in darkness. And so let me close with this. This is the gospel message. Isaiah was promising or prophesying to the Hebrew people that a Messiah wasn't going to show up for another 700 years. But for us, we don't have to wait. Emmanuel, that God is actually with us right now. That this new king and new kingdom is at hand, Jesus says. Jesus isn't just someone saying, come and believe in me. He's actually experienced ultimate darkness himself. You want to talk about emotional and mental darkness? Jesus sweated, uh, sweated drops, droplets of blood on his face, knowing that he'd have to go to the cross and bear the weight of everybody's sins and hells in one place and one time. You want to talk about darkness and isolation? Jesus was abandoned by his friends and family, and he was nailed on a cross, publicly humiliated, you want to talk about physical darkness. Jesus was beaten and whipped and, and his back, his, his flesh was exposed. He was spit on and he was punched and he was humiliated. I mean, Jesus experienced the ultimate darkness. And why did he do it? It's because he loved you and he loves me. Love was his ultimate motive. He came in sacrifice so that we can experience the abundant life. He had actual darkness, the ultimate darkness come over him on Calvary. And he cried out for help. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But he got silence. He got the ultimate darkness. So that now we can live in community, so that we can receive healing and joy. Every other king will bring judgment and condemnation. But this king who died on a cross who didn't stay in a tomb, but he resurrected and he's alive. King Jesus is alive and he's with us right now. So are you looking for a savior? Here he is, King Jesus.
Let Jesus be your light and you can experience the abundant life. Let's pray. Oh man, Jesus, thank you for your word today. Thank you that your word reveals truth. And the truth is that we're living for other things right now. There's another king sitting on our throne. But Jesus, the amazing truth is when we let you come and rule and reign over us, we can actually experience true joy, true peace. Not just short term, but from now till all eternity. And so God, I pray that this truth wouldn't just be in our minds, but it would soften our hearts and that seed would be planted and that we could live for you, we could live for our community, and we could live to your glory and to your name. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. If you want to know more about the TLC community, check out trinitylife.ca or you can find us on Facebook. Of course, we'd way rather meet you in person, so we hope to see you at a service soon.